Alright, here we are, after party 56, where we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. Ooh, boy. Starting with, uh, yeah, 178 Judgment, 179, The New Front Line, 180, The Armor of Kalar. Take a breath. 181, XOXO, Mia and Falsey. Is that how you say it? Would that would you say it? Hugs and kisses? Is that what, what it would be, really? I would say XOXO, yeah, yeah. That's how I would say it. Okay. But that's what it stands for, right? Hugs and kisses? or Yeah, hugs and kisses. I don't know which one's which, though. Yeah, I would think X would be hugs. I think so, too. I thought the O would be a hug, because it's O-compassing everything. <laughs> oh. But you're crossing your arms when you hug, and you're making an O face when you kiss. I would say that you're going to oh. hug them before you kiss them, though. Um, so you have to, you don't just go kiss them and then hug. Yeah. 182, it could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> 183, purpose, pit, paralysis. 184, huskies. 185, innocent. Even though I don't know anything about 185, I know who you're talking about more than likely. 186, until, what is it to say? Uh, Proven. Guilty. Oh, proven. I couldn't, I couldn't read my own writing. Until proven guilty. I did like those names for the last two. Innocent until proven guilty. They were not purposeful. <laughs> when, I named, oh. when I named 185, it did not have 186 already named. It just happened to work out well. <laughs> that actually kind of fit what was going on. But, uh, listener, you may already notice you haven't heard Elena chiming in. Uh, with a, with a, 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 or a, Bill smiling, Ill, an ill time. Yeah, you haven't heard Bill smile, <laughs> so yeah. So because uh, of course the party is split, which is a bit of uh, an experiment and a first for the show. After four years, we're still having firsts. That's uh, really great in a relationship <laughs> as long lasting. <laughs> but we are going to have a split after party because there are, I think there's three episodes each. Uh, that half of the players cannot and have not listened to and, of course, are not a part of. So part one will be with the Detmers. Part two will be with the Adios. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to keep it to, I don't know, 30 to 45 minutes a piece. But um, <laughs> if, they bo- if, they, if we run long here and the first part runs over an hour uh, and the Adios run over an hour, then I'll probably just make a part one and a part two they'll drop the same day uh but it'll just be two separate episodes rather than like a longer two plus hour episode just for listening listening ease so what what do you think about doing uh the separate recordings leland since you you're privy to everything of course and i mean i i i love it obviously um it makes calm i don't have to crank combat up uh, as much <laughs> with <LVL. laughs> no but i i really like it the main reason that i like it is because i think where where your characters are at this in the story it just it makes sense it makes the most sense for this to have happened and i i think the the four of you sticking around with the neogi it would have i think it would have come off as force because like what what's actually holding the two of you Together, I mean, I think you could possibly say that that maybe the listener have had had that feeling with a few characters and those character motivations for a while now. What's really keeping everybody together? And I know very early on in the show, 
uh, like in chapter one, when Bill and Elena were first learning, I remember Elena saying a few times like that she couldn't get out of her head that this is a show that we're putting on a, a podcast. And like, we kind of had to stick together for the podcast. And I really think that now, like we're proving that really we, we don't. Mm. And obviously with, with the additional time that I have now, uh, not working, like we can really start to do interesting things like this. Cause obviously like it's double recording time for me, technically where, I mean, maybe probably not, but really it's half recording time for like you two and then half for, so I guess you could look at it either way, but I, I think, I think it's really interesting and I hope the listener really likes it. I hope that the listeners, um, I hope I did a well enough job in the edit to like piece together. Cause there's still some overlap as we're, you've, I mean, you've only just split the paths aren't aren't entirely forked to have nothing to do with each other yet, right? You haven't gone to the end of both those four, either of those forks yet, I don't think. So there are still lots of key things that can be overlapped in the episodes to show the listener uh, the timeline uh, in relation to each other. I hope that is coming through clearly enough. It's not like we've ever said, it's Tuesday today, and then, and then <laughs> oh, now it's Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like, we don't, we yeah. don't track time as as intensely as that or or as uh as decidedly as that so that's the challenge and i like the challenge it's just like one more thing like it's a really fun challenge for me to have to remember how many extra moving parts that are going on and make sure that you know like if uh if you're one half does something that could relate to the other half like the other half is going to feel the consequences kind of thing right so I, I really like it. Like when you when the weather die was rolled and it caused snow for us, which was actually a big help for us. Honestly, it was huge, yeah. Yeah. And obviously that was something that we kind of had messaged to each other in our private Discord, like, <laughs> thank God for that snow. I mean, that's yeah. Just, yeah. it's like this <laughs> t- a s- tiny little thing, right? Um, but it's, I, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, obviously we'll get there, but like that snow obviously – delayed how i mean it it kind of like covered up the tower being deactivated too right which is interesting because it just completely blocks visibility right i mean you kind of saw with the singular eye as shaft was moving back to to shakara and horik and the huskies before you hold up in the in the abandoned farmstead to to long rest that like it's there's still bounds to it right uh it's not it's not ever pervasive, no matter what the surrounding elements are. Yeah, no, I think that's that's awesome. That so I was a little concerned. I mean, we're going to probably jump around through all the episodes, but yeah, when the ship sort of came over, uh, you know, part of me was going, you know, they they may know where this thing is and they're tracking it in some way, and you know, or they just could be flying over. So. It was uh, having the snow there and the, the bad weather. I mean, at that time, I don't think we were really aware that it was going to cover, potentially cover it up until a little later. So, so you know, I wasn't, all I wanted to do was not wave to Grimby. <laughs> all I wanted to do was wave to Grimby and Halsa and Drag. And I wanted them there with me to help. <laughs> so if if they had not joined Grimby's crew and had been in the camp, you theoretically would have been able to meet back up with them once Silas had brought you to the new front line. Would Shakara wanted, I mean, Shakara would have tried to take them with you, right? 
Definitely, yeah. Hulsa and Drag. I would have definitely took, taken them with me. I feel they are loyal to me and as she is to them. I don't know what Grimby would have done because his first love, of course, is the ship. So <laughs> it's hard telling on that one, but definitely having Dragon Hulsa would have been a, very beneficial. Yeah, I agree. So what do you, I mean, obviously you've shut down the tower. There's going to be consequences. What? Well, we didn't do anything. What are the chances they're going to know it's us? Oh, who knows? <laughs> You've left a lot of people behind in the camp to suffer those consequences, p- potentially, right? Uh, More yeah. than just Mia and Fozzie? <laughs> well, you've left behind Grimby, Hulsa, and Drag in the paladin's care, for lack of a better term. But they would not have any idea what we were up to. But I guess that doesn't matter to Samuel, does it? I didn't even think about that. Well, do you, do you, I mean, is that what you think? Do you think it doesn't matter? Or do you think reason can prevail? If you were, let me put it this way. If you were in Samuel's shoes, what would you do? Well, hopefully he's on a mission and he won't notice the tower went down right away. Because he's going up to the cave, right? They've got, they're leaving in the morning. Uh, potentially, I guess it depends on how long the snow covers everything up, but... Is he connected to the eye? Because it was pulsing. Uh, his armor, I assume, was pulsing. So is Samuel in some way connected to the eye? Does he know something is going on with it? I don't know. He also knows that Isabella's looking to get it, and he's already promised it to us. So maybe, maybe he uh, would second guess that we would go get it right away. I mean, he told us we could have it after he was done with it. <laughs> and also, does Samuel know how close Drag and Hulsa are to Shakara? I don't know that he's they're even on his radar. Well, yes, he is with uh, Mia, so she'll fill him in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody needs to know every single thing. <laughs> Oh, and then right, right after that, cultist funny. tells Buff that we're going to go kill his god. I'm like, <laughs> there's things you don't say. You just don't say them. <laughs> I've suffered through this whole campaign that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, are you surprised that Samuel was as straightforward as he was, even in the no. mixed company? But, uh, no, because he probably doesn't fear, especially now that he has armor, he probably has very little fear of anything. Mm-hmm. Which could be good and bad. Do you think Samuel has a respect for us for getting things done? Mm. Leland can answer this too. <laughs> <laughs> Does Samuel res- for getting things done or just in general? Because I think that's probably two different things. Everything he's asked us to do, we've we've completed. Uh, I probably has a begrudging respect for our tenacity. And our ability to do things. Does that come with a level of trust? No. I don't think he trusts us at all. I don't think he trusts very many people at all. We, we didn't gain any any uh, respect or trust from him based on what we've accomplished for him that would make him second guess whether we would do something like this. No. No, as soon as he knows we're gone and he's, as soon as he sees the eye is gone, he's going to know it was us. Or he's going to assume it was us. 
So do you think he wants to keep the eye because he actually wants to still use it now that he has the armor? Or do you think he just doesn't want Isabella to have it? Probably both. I mean, it is a good um, wall to have your back up against, even though they really it would hurt them to go into the light without the cubes. But it is a, like a last resort. They can go and they know nothing can follow them easily. So do you think he was ever going to give us the eye? The second eye? Yeah. Or was he lying to us? I don't know. I assume, I, I think, once the Neogi were dealt with, which however long that takes, he probably would have given us the eye, thinking that he could then take out Isabella if he needed to. I can't recall. Did he mention something about Isabella getting the other eye yes. when we talked to him? Yeah. He's, he, what was that? He said Shakara is going to take the eye directly to Isabella, and she's going to use it for, I don't know if he knows what she wants it for, I don't remember. But he pretty much assumed that we would take it straight to her. Which I said, which, whether he believes me or not, but I said I wasn't going to, but I I don't know that he would believe that fully. Especially since that very night we took off and took the eye. So. <laughs> do, you, do you think he knows? Already? I don't remember how long the snowstorm lasted, and I don't think I realized that this snowstorm blocked the sight of the tower from them. Could you see the blue light from the camp where Samuel was? I can't recall. You could um, in clear weather, yes. Yeah, you, you very, very easily could. Uh, it's the same way that the towers uh, further south, like south of Victor and Goldham, could be seen from miles off mm. uh, in clear nights, right? Obviously, down there, it's it's like flatlands, kind of more more um, rather the mountainous terrain. But yes, yeah, yeah, it can be seen. I mean, it's it's like a six mile radius is pretty significant, right? And it, and it's kind of like a dome, right? So how, I don't even know how high. I guess it would be six miles high as well, right? At the at the at the highest point of this dome, if you think of it as as this a sphere of influence. So yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty significant. Um, I guess you are you are kind of unaware of uh, of how impactful the the storm is, and at the time that you settled down for your long rest in in the early morning, the snowstorm was still going, right? That might give us a couple hours. So, is Samuel just so? I don't want to use the word arrogant, but so confident that. No one's going to screw with him that he left the eye basically unprotected. I mean, yeah, there's this big corpse thingy, uh, which was pretty badass. I won't, I won't doubt that that was pretty that tough. Was but the rest of it was <laughs> was not, I mean, he didn't have paladins there or anything else. Is, is that just a confidence level that he has? Well, also, you can't really station a person there. Even if they have a cube, it would only be a matter of time before they would be a corpse to be collected so he really stationed the best thing he could to protect it and not leaving a lead box there <laughs> makes it difficult to make off <laughs> you know i figured it was a pretty low chance there was going to be a lead box there what i should have said was let's take the eye that we have stick it in a bag move it 15 20 feet away from us like we ultimately did later and then take the lead box with me and Horik to go get the other eye and then we could have possibly snuck out and one other now the light would have went out as soon as we popped it in the box 
But, uh, you know, it would have been a hell of a lot better than running up and down stairs, whapping on the walls and everything else that we tried to do. <laughs> it was a lot more complicated than it needed to be. <laughs> well, that's everything we do, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I was, uh, for, a, for a bit there, it sounded like the two of you were just going to piece it and come back later and just leave it go. I'm like, okay. Well, I thought if I picked up put it in the bag that it was going to take me down within a matter of rounds. Just one uh, exhaustion roll after another. And every couple rounds I would have just died. So there would have been no point in taking it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought when I first, and then when we went back up, I thought, well, I'm, we're here. They know we're here. I'm going to grab it. And whatever happens, happens. And if I get two or three levels of exhaustions, I'll chuck the thing as far as I can, you know, to keep from dying. Right. Yeah, because it was highly unlikely we were able to going to be able to go back for it. I think if we had left it, it would have been left. I mean, we would have came back, but it would have been much more difficult. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Now I I sort of knew as a player what was Leland was sort of hinting at with the cube that if I had pulled the cube out, the uh, stone defenders stone defenders would have probably you know, back down a little bit, but we were already in a combat. We were already fighting. And I, and I just thought, well, I'm not going to be thinking about that at this point in time. I'm going to be trying to figure out how to get out of this mess until later on when we went up. I was sort of surprised that, you know, when I was running out and I had it in my hand that the, the Oaken bolters didn't, uh, they could still see that or sense it, even though it was essentially dead, right? Battery wise. But luckily, <laughs> we didn't. I didn't get a couple big arrows <laughs> in the back. <laughs> well, there, there were a, 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 there was a, so yeah. I was hinting at the cube and also the hint at how damaged they already were. Mm-hmm. Now you, you potentially with with a check or two would have been able to get under their armor, which was already warped and like rip out the soul bags and that would have just completely de- deactivated them ah uh, i know you i remember you mentioned it a few times and i thought what you were getting at was just if i continue to hit it i might get a good in with a good hit and take it out um but you did mention the the sack also inside of that and i just didn't pick up and i didn't either i just thought you meant that they would be easy to kill then easier to kill than we thought they were going to be because we agonized about that, John and I. You, you know what you could also could have done, which I didn't. I mean, you had no way of knowing you could have done this. But had you ripped out the soul sack from one, you could have potentially tried to put Nina's soul sack back into it and tried to, like, hook it up. Remember, I still have one. He's in my pit. You do, you do. Oh yeah, you do. It's in the <laughs> well, pit. Well, yeah, but isn't that kind of cruel to do to Nina? I mean, she's not fully there. You don't know what existence that the, yeah. the souls trapped in those bags have. Yeah. I also currently don't have that. Oh, Nina. right. Nina's oh. with. Uh, yeah, she's with um, Kepley. Kep- uh, Kepley. That's right. You're Which right. Which is another reason I want to go back to Dracol. to Dracol. because. You know, in my mind, if Isabella really has Nina, then the, where's the soul sack? Well, I mean, she might have Nina's body. Well, that's the point. You know, 
what is the soul sack? How does those two things relate? Is she lying? If I go and Kepley has it, then it's a pretty good chance she doesn't. She might have the body, but she doesn't have her, right? Because I've got half of her. <laughs> and then how, how do you put her back together? Custody right? battle. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> and you know, I, you know, the eye is something. The eyes are something she wants, and we have bargaining power with those. Right, Isabella, I've come to bargain. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how far Izzy would let us go with that, like, or how trustworthy she would be. What do you mean, trustworthy? I don't trust her to give us what we actually want or need. As Leland has said, she's never lied before. That we know of. (laughs) True. (laughs) Okay, I mean, who do you think is more likely to lie to you, Samuel or Isabella? Uh... Mm. Is Isabella. 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 I didn't think you had to I thought that would have been an easier one to answer, but okay. Answer answer Isabella. I would say Isabella is deceiving and twists things, but she doesn't outright she's not scared to tell you what she's gonna do. She just doesn't give you that information. Samuel will just tell you what he's gonna do and hell with you if you don't like it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's the way I see it. So Isabella is conniving, and that's why I wouldn't want to let her have an opportunity to take both eyes at the same time. We need to have them, but we don't need to be there with both of them for her to be able to take. Until I get what I want. What We don't need to be given Isabella the eyes at all. I don't think I care. <laughs> I don't... I don't think I care, because in the end, I think Samuel and Isabella are going to have to fight this out. And it's not my battle to fight. I, th- I think that's the way I feel. I think Shakara might need to share stuff with you next time we play to make you a little more concerned. Well, we, we'll let that come out naturally, because I'm uh, going to yeah, tell you. I, I mean, I will, else, of course, tell you that, and I think I have already sort of alluded on uh, as we we're playing that. This is my goal. This is my objective, which is what we were talking about before. A long time ago, probably about 50 episodes or more ago, I remember talking to Leland and I was saying, I don't think Shaft would stick around with these people at this point. Right. I think. And you said, if you want to break off, let me know. And I was like, well, let's see how it plays out. I think he had this has this tie with, you know, Falzern somewhat that he feels somewhat obligated to help him follow through with what the the situation but you know that time is he's he's safe that's what we were talking about last night is is shaft's been training falzern and trying to teach him his ways and all this and i'm like you did too good of a job because falzern didn't share the note that you left with anybody (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i'm gonna have to ask him privately about that (laughs) Because, <laughs> like, Mia slash Elena still don't know anything about that note. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which technically the two of you aren't supposed to know, but I thought it was just too funny not to tell you two. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the only thing we know about yeah, the their episodes. Right. Yeah. Speaking of Falzrin, uh he had a little solo adventure in Session 178, Judgment. Have you two given any thought of what the hell that could have been about? Because obviously that was 
right after he had di- like died and been brought back. So, assumedly, I mean, you can assume that it had something to do with his death, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I figured it was what he saw when he crossed over, quote-unquote. Either his, his life flashing before his eyes, or then the yogi god talking to him, seeing if he's worthy to bring, bring back as one of those options. I don't, I don't know. Well, it definitely has something to do with the yogi god. It has to. In my opinion, so yeah, it, it, I don't. But I don't see him as a character making that deal. He would tell somebody if there was something. Uh, he might not have known that he was making a deal. Oh, okay. So you mean like if Falzern had, if there was an extra something between Falzern and the Neo and Kakaha, Falzern would have <laughs> spoke up about it, right? So yes, I think he would have tried to hint to the situation, like, "Hey, I'm in some kind of trouble. I can't tell you about." hint, hint, wink, wink, kind of thing. And he didn't allude to any of that. So, yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on with him. So do you think now Shaft and Shakara have essentially left Mia holding the bag as far as uh, what the three of you owe Kakaka? Oh, no, I think that God's going to find us no matter where we go. It will, as long as it's living, it will find us and demand its favor. I think if Mia and Samuel and his crew go kill the god, then Falsey's off scot-free. We're off scot-free. We're the ones that owe the favor. Well, I'm not going to worry about that at this point in time. No, hopefully Samuel can take it out. Samuel's got this armor that's supposed to be, you know, can pretty much take out anything, right? So if they can take out gods that they've done in the past with this armor, he should be able to take out this Neogi god. Unfortunately, he doesn't know how, because he was counting on a Zellwick, and we sort of kind of killed the last one. <laughs> Just a little misunderstanding there, I think. Oh, and... shoot. Who would have seen that coming? <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Maybe there's something to do with the Falzern and uh, the Zellwick line. Like Alamarnus passed into him? Some something like that, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe at his death, he was somehow contacted from the uh, from the from the uh, world of the dead by Alamar. Alamar getting his last yell at him in <laughs> <laughs> my last chance to yell at you. He was. I mean, they were kind of bound to each other through the cane, right? When he was when yeah. Alamar was trapped in the cane, there certainly was. A, oh wow, was a connection between the two of them there. That's interesting, and he could go back and rule Heraklion and be the new Zelwick line just by, uh, <laughs> by uh, Alamar taking over. Oh, crap. Is Falzern possessed again? <laughs> well, yeah. Alamar it's it's pretty, pretty standard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean, like, okay, so it took, like, the armor and a high-level wizard. I mean, maybe it's... You don't really know if it's like specifically like Zelwick blood or lineage, right? That plays a factor into it. It's just like the 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 line of Zel like Zel Zelwicks have always been ruling over over Heraklion, right? They've always been wizards and high level, right? So I mean, maybe Falzern can fill that role, mm, whatever that role actually turns out to be. Huh. Uh, I like that. That's so with the split now. The other reason I think it's good is because we kind of had these two, 
like we fit, we dealt with Kralik, you know, like forever ago, right? Like a chapter and a half ago or a chapter ago. And I think when one after party, I had mentioned at the outset, there was kind of like three overarching things happening. And I named, I think I named the Paladins, uh, the Coven and, and the Cult of Kralikina. But really what I should have said was like the Coven and the Cult were kind of the same thing, same problem because of Erica's involvement. But really the other, the other third thing was, was it the Niyogi, right? As the Niyogi you, you found have been here much longer Long than time. previously thought, right? So now we've kind of like dealt with the Coven slash Cult of Kralikina and we're still the two things left happening and they're 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 now kind of coinciding which is also the good reason for the split is because they've kind of not the party has naturally kind of divided themselves into like going off to figure out either side of it almost right right rather than like okay the four of you stick together you deal with the neogi and then now you have to go deal with izzy or whatever happens with like the eyes like right kind of doesn't really make any sense so that's the other reason that i think the split is is actually really good i mean you know how this tale has been going to date. Like, obviously, <laughs> they're not quite as separate as you might think, right? Like, right. clearly there's overlap. Just Samuel's involvement in general now, right? With the armor and this potential link between the actual armor and the eyes and what you need to do. And if in the event that Dendars comes comes back or what's Samuel going to do with the armor after the Niyogi, assuming that he's successful, like that kind of stuff, right? So I guess there's just a lot of stuff yet to be finished, but I think, <laughs> as we've always done, parts of the party will have one half of the information, the other part will have the other half. <laughs> yeah. And if yeah. you were able to talk and communicate well, you'd have the full picture. But I think the listener's going to have the full picture much sooner than the rest of the party. I mean, obviously, there's so much, just with the split now, the amount of knowledge that the listener has over either side either half of the party it, it like it's like could quickly become astronomical you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> which i mean that's another thing that we talked about wanting to it's like kind of a, like how we give the listener agency almost because they get to have Obviously, it's not quite as benevolent as the Dungeon Master, but they have like this kind of like level below omniscient perspective uh, of everything, which I, which I really like. But obviously, there's plenty that the listener won't know until it happens, right? Like, because otherwise, what's the point of them listening? Where's the mystique? Right, yeah. where, 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 where's the mystique without it? So I don't know. I just I, I think it's really interesting where the where the campaign has has gone. Yeah, it's, it's something that wouldn't happen at your table, right? You wouldn't say, hey, Frank, Sally, you come over on Friday night, and then next week we'll have the other two come over. And So it's this unique thing that we can do that I think is really bringing it, uh, it makes it really cool. I like not knowing what's going on, because that's going to make it so much sweeter when I find yeah, out. Yeah, I can't wait for like both sides to be able to listen to the other half. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Which I don't think is... I mean, probably not until the campaign's over. Will you? Where will it either you be? Seem in that way. <laughs> we'll get to go back and listen to it and and enjoy it for the first time. That'll be cool. So before we get off here, uh, bags in the Samuel's place, the body sack yes. or whatever. Yes, it was like Matrix power cell things. The cave, kind of. yeah, the cave. Yeah. 
What what is the deal with that? (laughs) I mean, I don't think we've brought it up after we saw it. We sort of moved on and had other things going on, and we've not circled back and go, yeah, what the hell was that? (laughs) We did ask Thuft about it, and Thuft really kind of talked circles around it and basically said he doesn't know what they're for. Yeah, that's it's weird. Can you describe those to me again? They're, I mean, just, they're essentially like giant, I guess they're cocoon-like or, or egg-shaped-like, and they're just filled with this fluid, and they have people inside of them. The sacs themselves are connected to this type, this like network of webbing things, right, that run to the center of these this circular room, and ultimately combining into a single strand to run into like the the walled like portal thing mm-hmm. it's like isabella did with echel when she powered her uh her little buddies or when she drained echel's power and put them into the echel juice the echel juice yes the echel juice echel juice echel juice into the flesh goal is that i mean that's a, that is a thought hmm. wonder if they're powering the neogi god like, that's how he's getting his, uh, I don't want to say power again, but his, his uh, sustenance. Why would uh, Samuel be doing anything like that? Samuel's not doing anything like that. He just found the cave, and they were in there. And they cut one open, and the people inside died. Like, they cut two of them open, and the people died. But they seem to be alive as long as they're inside the sack, right? Right. I thought the younger also said that... Like they moved them, like he's had um, Niogi or or the Umber Hulks like move them, and I think uh, I think Shakara had asked him, "What do they come out as?" Like, is assuming that like they come out of his yeah. like, and Thuff is like, "What do you mean they they they'll come out of nothing? They they're safe in there, kind of thing." Yeah, they they go in there and they stay in there, and they're not metamorphosizing; they're potentially being drained. But there's a lot of them. They said there's a massive cave. There's caves all over the place with lots and lots and lots of them. Yep, more questions. Yes, <laughs> as usual. There's lots more questions. More questions that Chaffish Girl will never get an answer to now. <laughs> Should have stuck around. <laughs> well, yeah. we have bigger fish to fry. Yeah, they can mess with that. That's, 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 that's more Niyogi side. No, I don't care about those guys anymore. <laughs> so to, can the two of us take on Isabella? Or S three of us, as long as Hork is alive. I cannot believe Hork survived. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Hork, uh, Bill Ben did have a question about his bow. He essentially asked if Shaft would attune to the bow after Hork used it. Would that reset the spell count so that Shaft could use it with no ill effect? Um, and I think Emily had asked maybe in one of the episodes something similar too. And yeah, essentially, like Shaft. At first attunement of this item, like Shaft or even Shakara, would have full access to the list, right? Barring the limitations of the fifth level and lower. Um, and then, like, if Horik were to reattune to it afterwards, like, he still wouldn't be able to use the Dimension Door because, like, he's he's essentially consumed that. It's almost like this. Uh, I don't know. I guess like there's like a, a memory or something in it. But but yeah, like it's you can't cheese it by like unattuning and then reattuning it and get the the free refresh of the list, but. But yes, like that specific dimension door could be utilized by someone else who has attuned to it for the first time and has not used it before. But there's an hour there and... An hour in the blue light, exactly, right? Yeah, but if it's your only way out. 
Other than walking out the door and trying to bluff your way through, but... (laughs) Yeah, I wish we had picked up on the fact that the cube would keep them from attacking us sooner. Like, I don't think that ever even occurred to me till during that fight, and and Shaft was, like, pulling it out. I was like, just before he said it, I was like, oh. Mm. Yeah, I pretty much thought the cube was just protection from the light. Yeah, same. And wasn't a badge or anything. But I thought I... That's why I asked these creatures still have they seen me before do they know me if i walk out you know just going hey i you know like i'm supposed to be there (laughs) yeah um, yeah. that i'd have some way of uh (laughs) deceiving uh i knew it was a long shot (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's funny like even if um emily you had thought of that i don't i don't think that shakara would would have right because she wasn't privy to the interactions that shaft was having but also the cadaver collector, uh, for the most of the majority that you were fighting it in the tunnel, it was in the dark, so it couldn't yeah, see anything. So it could, wouldn't see it anyway. <laughs> so you pull it out and wave it around, like it still can't see what you you were. In. And uh, I, I honestly could not believe how much it recharged that paralysis. I, that was ridiculous. Oh my goodness, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I th- I thought for sure we were all going to be paralyzed. I mean, because <laughs> if we were all paralyzed at once, we were all just going to be riding that thing to our death. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're just like, also, yeah. you stuck to it in the blue light as it's just right. kind of roaming yeah. around. <laughs> that that thing was terrible. Could you imagine if you had tried to tackle the tower early in the campaign? Like, if that had been one of the first things you wanted to do. I mean, now, obviously... <laughs> I mean, I I essentially already had that like whole encounter plan in case you wanted to tackle it. So really, I don't know. I guess we can okay, we can talk about this because actually there was a, an after credit scene that uh, it was actually the one with um, a cameo from Pep and Pep's character in, in Victor. And I don't know if the I don't know if the two of you listened. It was forever ago. It was ages ago. And Pep's character saw this marching army or, or roving band of goblin goblinoids like hobgoblins from Thuff's mountain is where they originated from and they were essentially marching themselves to take what was at the tower now obviously this is one of those kind of lost things that will we'll, i mean we'll never get to in the campaign again right we're, we're far past it and, and one it's already happened in the world but essentially they these goblinoids marched upon the the tower to to take it down um, there would have been like a paladin encampment just outside of the light where they would have stored the cubes, which like the party you, you would have been able to find and like raid potentially and steal some cubes or whatever. Um, so like all of that went, went down. So like that camp huh. overrun by the goblinoids, goblinoids tried to take down the tower. They succumb to the blue light. <laughs> oh, wow. And bada bing, bada boom. Again, all stuff that like happened. I mean, at this point, like weeks ago, right? Yeah. Wow. wow. So there's a no, bunch of dead no. goblins by <laughs> so the tower. Little dead goblinoids uh, just outside of the outside of the forest. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you also don't know what happened to the Grung. Right. They were contending with the paladins as well. Wow. I'm going to say the Grung are still there. Uh, any paladins that came near, they would have killed them. But the paladins wouldn't have either not known it was the Grung or not gone after them. Because they were pretty sneaky. Heidi. So, and then when once the tower was moved, the Grung would have been left alone. So, 
I think they're still there, but there are a few paladin captives, Greg, and whatever the other guy's name was, <laughs> yeah, tending yeah. to the tadpoles. <laughs> <laughs> and they still have their armor, right? We didn't take their armor, did we? No, no. yeah, that's true. They still have the, the paladin. And, they're still uh, waiting for us to come back and get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to reflect on like what else, but more of these things at the end of the campaign. Definitely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to listening back to all the little things that I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at this point, there's been so much off-mic stuff. Like, I'll have to listen to the whole freaking show over. Yeah, (laughs) Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody has time for that. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Just got all timestamps that you posted in our Discord. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean... Anything else about your episodes in particular? I know a couple of them were were combat. Yeah. But, I mean, what's next? So you're going to hit up Drukal. The plan is the Drukal, and then, like, right to Arachleon? Yeah, I think even on Mike, I said, let's go get a lead box, put the eye in there, and then head to Zexa and go through the portal. I think it all depends on what happens at Drukal, too, though. I mean, what when you talk to Kepley and find out the information there, and if... They're, if they're, we get tracked down, like if we get intercepted somehow, uh, because Falzer and Amia do know where the portals are, so would yeah. they intercept us at one? Would they even think to do that? Mm, no, I don't think so. Falzerin took your wrath once before about using the portal. <laughs> yeah, he's getting a little cheeky. He smirked at me when I said he doesn't need a, a melee weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I think he needs to be hit a little more. <laughs> oh. yeah, he just needs to die a couple more times. Need to bring Gozer back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, play this out. We get the other eye, we put it in a lead box, we head to uh, Zexa, we pop in the portal, pop into the uh, into Heraklion, and then what? I don't think we take the eyes with us to Heraklion. I don't either. I think we need to make a bargain we have them this is what we demand or you're never going to get them if if you don't give it to us we have somebody that's going to give them to samuel or something to that effect Mm, interesting there's got to be some kind of a card we have to but would isabella would she be the kind that would i'm not saying this to give leland ideas um (laughs) (laughs) would she take that from us or would she just kill us and find the eyes later i mean she's waited this long what's a little bit longer she'll find them i think from shaft's perspective i think she thinks that if shaft gives her the eyes and she gives him nina back that the deal's done between the two of them so it really falls more on you but she obviously doesn't doesn't trust shakara so because she keeps sending other people to do her job. You, I mean, you say obviously, but I think that's Shakara's bias rubbing off on Emily. <laughs> what? No, because if if Isabella trusted Shakara, she wouldn't be messaging all these other people to do the job that Shakara is trying to do. Who who are all these other people? Killian and Shaft, currently that Shakara well, knows about. Shaft, they'll give you, but I mean, Killian, like you even said to him, he's working on old information. Well, she could have called him off. But why would she? Why would she? She's already set a dog out, and she's all right. I'll send another one, and, and not to denigrate Shakara to the to, yeah. to the level of like an attack <laughs> dog. 
but why would why would Isabella purposely put all her eggs in one basket? That I mean, from Isabella's point of view, that makes perfect sense. From Shakara's point of view, see, you my tasked point, me exactly. with this. Exactly, you tasked me with this. Exactly. I'm going to do it. Yes. <laughs> so, how do you feel about the fact that she let Shaft know? That is a backstab, <laughs> calling calling Shaft up and be like, "Hey, listen, this is not getting done as fast as I wanted to be. Take care of it." Without contacting me first, without contacting Shakara first to say, how are things going? Uh, do you think this is going to happen anytime soon? Do we need more help? Oh, oh yeah, that sounds that sounds totally like Isabella. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> just checking in. Just, yeah, just checking in. So you in. feel really disrespected and yeah. now you're going to go back to her and let her know no. how disrespected no, you no, feel. No, 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 no. I'm going to go. What you did with Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hold you. I wouldn't hold you back from saying uh, something that's going to get you killed. Well, see, I don't think. I think Shakara has gotten a little big for her britches, and she doesn't fear <laughs> no Samuel. <kidding. laughs> yeah, I don't think she has britches anymore. <laughs> she definitely doesn't fear Samuel, even though she probably should, especially with all the armor. He probably could just flick her, and she'd be dead. Even without the armor, you are in there. Nose to nose with Samuel, he is surrounded by a dozen of his personal guard, and you're like beating him, beating him off. Uh, I mean, it was great, obviously, but yeah, clearly <laughs> Shakara, like, no fear. No, like she walks into his home, his domain, and demands <laughs> everything. Her anger that she gets wants. a little, little bit of the best of her <laughs> at times. I'm, I'm just trying to show that like she is becoming more evil. And and definitely being tainted by the eyes and Dendar and everything. Does she feel that she's uh, got bigger britches than uh, Isabella? I think she's working on it. Yes, she's mm. working on getting some bigger pants. <laughs> so I mean, will it ultimately turn out to be a good thing that Isabella has tasked Shaft with aiding Shakara? If it comes to the two of you needing to face off against her together, rather than Shakara potentially being in a 1v1 situation. Probably. I mean, probably for Shakara, yes, definitely. I think Shakara up until just recently was counting on Mia to back her up mm, because right, right. Mia has definitely not made any secret of the fact that she wants to take out Isabella. So I think the only thing is now is, is Mia will be upset <laughs> if Shakara and Shaft take her out themselves because she wasn't there to help. <laughs> Well, her driving force is really the Neogi. Yes. Yeah, she would not have left that situation. So does Shakara think Shaft will have her back when push comes to shove? I think it depends on what's promised. I think if Nina is being dangled in front of him, a fully alive and intact Nina, and all he has to do is take out Shakara, Shakara's dead. Mm. You won't. You think so? You will not choose Shakara over Nina. Oh, if it's the choice? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, sorry. I, I, yeah. If Nina is there, um, if Isabella has Nina there and says, here, here's Nina, you can have her, all you have to do is kill Shakara, Shakara's dead. You're going to kill her. It's that, it's that choice, right? Unlike, uh, not unlike what we just saw in the, well, I can't say it, D&D movie. <laughs> 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 what, what do you, what do you do? What's the real thing? What's the, that you're, do you let her go or do you or do you save your friend? 
Your friend that you have disdain for, that you're begrudgingly with because you need her right now. Shaft, Shaft is, doesn't, uh, he may be very good friends with you, but he's not going to let that show. Yeah, exactly. You won't know how close you are to Shaft, right? Until, you, until, until you're dead. There with his dagger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I will say in defense of Isabella. <laughs> Because clearly she needs uh, an advocate here, and I will be her voice. For the, I'll be the voice for those that cannot voice for themselves. <laughs> Enlisting Shaft, I mean, is it not just, okay, my first attack dog went down, and I have a chance to get another one. A very similar, I mean, she knows of Killian and Shaft's relationship. I mean, Isabella was the one, according to Samuel... That essentially was a reference for Shaft, for Samuel, right? <laughs> I mean, and also kind of rounding back to the part about Samuel, like, being impressed with your ability to get things done. Like, obviously, there's a reason that Samuel entrusted the four of you in the first place, right? Again, from what your interactions, you've had a lot of that is from what Isabella has said to him about the lot of you. So I don't know if that changes or I guess you don't really know exactly what she said about you but obviously Isabella spoke highly enough of the party to convince Samuel to outsource rather from his I mean look at the number of paladins he has at his disposal but he he put his trust for lack of a better term in the four of you and we're expendable if something happens to us it's not one of his higher level generals that is the flip side of that yeah you're right absolutely so he respects our disposability. <laughs> I feel good and bad about that. <laughs> he respects our ability enough to give us the chance to go do it, but if we fail, oh well, he'll send somebody else. I mean, what's he really done for us? Roads, sewage. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not the Romans. Oh, okay. What, what did Samuel, what has Samuel done for us? Well. Hopefully going to take out the Niyogi. I mean, he's lent us weaponry and things like that, unbeknownst <laughs> to him. <laughs> you gave me a really nice sword. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shaft didn't stick around to get what he was promised. Essentially, this monetary payoff for, for his sources, right? Shakar was, was, was promised what, at the time, Samuel thought to be what both she and Isabella were after, which were the eyes. Uh, at least, according, you know, Samuel gave you at least what he could at the time. So, I, I mean, to the two of you, it seems like he's he's he hasn't reneged on the deals that were made in the keep, right? And obviously, you don't know what is going on with Mia and Falzerin right now, or how the repayment to them is playing out. I mean, of course, Mia, the fact that Mia's sticking around for the Neogi, that's what she wanted anyways, right? Like, that's, that was an easy sell for Samuel, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I guess we'll see if Isabella reneges who the real liar of the two of them was. I wonder if, I mean, I, yeah, in that sense, I definitely trust Samuel more than Isabella. But I wonder if Falzerin is sad that Shaft left without him. Like, because they've been buddy buddies. They've been partners in crime throughout this whole adventure. I was going to ask the two of you, um, as we we're closing out here, what you thought Mia and Falzerin think of the Shaft and Scar leaving. Well, I think Mia I'm immediately would want to port the shaft, thinking he's ditching him, but she 
didn't, luckily. Which reminds me, has it been more than 24 hours since she's unattuned to those uh, shackles now? Uh, not yet, no. Okay. Close. They were coming up on it, though. I think Falzerin, I left him the note to ease his mind, and I did say, I'll hook back up with you later. So I think he would know that I'm going to take care of this, and I think I even wrote it in there in a way saying, I don't. I know that you guys have to go get the Niyogi with Samuel now, but I have to do this because it's just as important to me. So I don't think he feels like, I, I don't think he feels like Shaft left him, right? Emily, you have no idea what this note says, right? No, I don't. I don't know what it says other than the little bits he said. And Oh, that was a... And, um, yeah, it was I didn't listen to it. And Mia doesn't know the note. I know that because you mentioned that to us. Mia doesn't even know the note exists. So Mia's completely in the dark. She just knows that Shaft and Shakar are gone after Shakara made a big deal about getting the second eye. So, I mean, my first thought would be that they're together. Like, if I was Mia, my first thought would be that Shaft and Shakara are together. Although there's no reason to assume that, really, other than the fact that we just have been traveling together. So they probably went off together. Why? Why did they go off? Why didn't they come get us? I, I would think that Shakara is taking the eye to Isabella. Would be If I was Mia, that's what I would think. Interesting. I don't know if they would think we went up together. Falzerin probably doesn't because of your note, I assume. And I guess this is no surprise now, but the note did not mention you. It was me and Horik. Right? There was no... If, if you take it all at face value, Shaft and Horik took off. Where the hell is Shakara? Shakara went to Isabella. So you don't think they would come to any other type of uh, possible explanation? Well, well, those two? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that we were taken by somebody, like we wouldn't willingly leave, but somehow we were forced to leave, or... I don't think I would have left a note then. But Mia, Mia doesn't know about the note. That's right. From Mia's perspective, where would we have went? Or Shakara went to go find Grimby, maybe? I mean... Honestly, Mia has no knowledge of me talking to Isabella about getting Nina at all. No. And, and so she doesn't think I have any love for Isabella because all the way up until the point that I was contacted, I was just as much ready to kill her as anybody else. So there would be no reason. And, and I've really not sold you being on the right side of anything for... Most of the campaign. I am rolling my eyes at that. <laughs> so, I don't think Mia rationally would think that we went off together, other than the fact that I think Elena knows that we're both playing at the same time, which means that we're together, right? But I don't think Mia would know that. I, I will say that uh, Elena and Bill have both done a really good job of role-playing. Like, what the fuck? Where are they? Kind of <laughs> good. I don't think this is uh, letting anything go, but uh, like Mia's first thought, and I think this really shows kind of what the type of character that Mia is, was that Isabella has to have taken them. Mm. She did not believe, Mia did not believe that the two of you had left the camp of your own volition. Wow. See, a true friend. <laughs> Unlike when people teleport away, they go and join the coven. <laughs> well, they all must hate me. I'm in. Uh, are we really going to go over that again? Wow. <laughs> that 
is interesting. That is interesting. Uh, and I don't, and I don't think Falzerin shares that thought. I'm just so, it doesn't make any sense why he wouldn't mention anything to Mia about that. Really, Mia just, doesn't get ever told anything. No, really. it's like a running. I mean, I know Elena really says that a lot, but she, yeah, she really doesn't. <laughs> well, because she goes and blurts everything to everybody. <laughs> when she finds out Bill didn't tell her stuff. Oh, poor And Bill. I'm talking to Elena and Bill. Bill. <laughs> I feel very sorry for Bill. <laughs> Oh, it's too good. It's too good. Yeah, it's just, oh, man. It's it's great. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I'm wondering how many times we're going to just, just miss each other. Like, they'll be somewhere we just were or something like that along the next few in-game days. I mean, that does entirely depend on on decisions, obviously, and, and forking paths and uh, whether or not they'll intersect or, 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 or what. Um, because, yeah, I mean, like, Shaft and Shakara know how close they still are to the camp, obviously. But me and Falzern certainly do not. I mean, again, like, they have no idea as far as they, as far as I know, you could both be captured in, in the cells down at the Keep in Heraklion for, for all that they know. There is precedence for that. There was a frog mm-hmm. sent for Falzern. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a frog sent for Falzern. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will say this was the best last nine episodes. <laughs> best nine episodes, yeah. Uh, that I've only been able to hear half of. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you two think of the armor finally being assembled? Super curious about the blue glow and the pulsating. And, I mean, I knew it was going to make him more powerful. So, the whole um, him going up in the air and, and I was like, like he was in pain from it being coming together. Like, I guess just an influx of all that power and not being able to deal with it at first. I don't know what the whole deal with the um, shadow was, unless that's like ancestors or previous wearer of the armor. Like that's how the, or that's like just the, the armor itself is like um, alive or something. I don't know. That was all super interesting. Uh, and I'm really curious about if and what the connection is to the eyes and if it's some kind of like since the armor was used to get rid of dendar in the first place maybe there's some kind of spillover when that happened and some of the power from dendar went into the armor at that point uh, or something like that i don't know really curious about all of it yeah i don't i don't know I, it, individual pieces are very powerful all together it's i mean we can just assume almost unstoppable yeah, and so, like, once, hopefully, he can take care of the Niyogi, and once Niyogi are gone, what do we do about Samuel? Is he going to be a good ruler, or is it absolute power corrupts absolutely? I mean, he's already a, a take-no-flack kind of person. You don't want to piss him off. I, I don't think he's going to break the pieces of the armor up and put them different places. Not willingly. I wouldn't think so. I would think once he gets that power and he gets used to it, he's not going to want to give it up. Especially since he is in older age, and giving up the armor completely would mean probably his death. Right. So, uh, with the the corrupting absolutely kind of thing, do you do you think that there would come a point where 
potentially like Samuel pre-armor assembly. Like that Samuel just doesn't exist anymore. Therefore, that Samuel has zero agency to even make the decision to split up the armor. That's like a lich thing again. Yeah, so I was just thinking is it's like Alamar is best intentions, but not the best outcome. I mean the 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 decision to give him all the armor has been we've been discussing that for you know episodes and episodes, running up to running around finding all the pieces and whether or not handing them over to him is actually the the correct thing. Which obviously, I mean, yet to be determined, right? TBD on that. <laughs> I think two things led us more to that is we know we're going to have we know we're going to have to have some kind of a equal power struggle, either it be with the Niyogi or Isabella. Right now, the Niyogi, and then with the extra special promise to do something for a Niyogi god, even better to back somebody else to take the Niyogi out. So I think it's as ultimately, I don't think we really had much choice. If you were hiding that armor someplace, you know, a big blue beam will come down and eliminate you uh, pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Like if he wants to find it with the amulet and the cipher, he's going to be able to find it. Yeah. The only right. thing we could do was take the amulet away from him and we weren't going to be able to get anything away from him. Right. Well, I mean, if you walk into that cave and he's, he's of course, wearing the three pieces he has at the time. I mean, if, yeah, if, to take them from him now would be to literally, like, take them from his corpse, right? Right, and I don't. he probably doesn't take them off, ever. But then there is that whole shadowy thing that we saw when the armor came all together. What does that mean? Does that mean that there is another force that potentially is going to corrupt the man wearing the armor? Does, uh, does Shakara... What's her thoughts on the whole Aspara political who rules what in the end? If you had the opportunity to rule a coven in Heracleion and Samuel wants to rule the rest of Aspara and leave you alone, would you uh, be fine with that? <laughs> I messaged Leland not too long ago and I said, Shakara is starting to sound an awful lot like Alamar. And she's <laughs> going to get the power... Because she can control it and she will do good with it. And uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess as long as Samuel didn't cross her, uh, she would be happy to let him do whatever as long as she felt he was doing what was right. As long as she felt he was doing what was right. I think Shaft looks at it as if Samuel ruled the way his current army is going into drew call and they're sort of letting everything sort of be they're not taking over and you know stopping anything they're just sort of protecting the city and everything else that they've done so far has never been other than the you know the towers and destroying the land around it as far as for from conquering places it it seems more like they just sort of come in and and help so i i think if samuel ruled aspara and and shaft and nina left in some way to some other land or wherever they want to go, he wouldn't have any issue with Samuel still running the show. As he as it currently is being uh, his army and his, you know, they're, they're more as protectors than they are. They are not the big bad we thought they were. Right. Whether the armor changes that <laughs> right. will it's yet to be seen. And then there is the whole Dendar thing. If Isabella gets the eyes, 
I mean, that's why Shakara specifically asked Samuel, would you be able to take out Dendar if she did manage to come back? There is another reason for Samuel having the armor. I mean, best case scenario, Samuel kills a Neogi god, then Isabella and Samuel get in a battle with Dendar or whatever, and they all kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Problem solved. Problem Perfect. solved. <laughs> now, how to orchestrate that? <laughs> when we just tell Izzy that Sammy's been saying bad things about her. He's been saying oh, mean things it. about her yeah, behind yeah, her back. Just... <laughs> it's always been that close. <laughs> so, okay, let's say the in the event that uh, the two of you get to Heracleon, no questions asked, easy peasy, right? Barely an inconvenience. You get Nina back, hand over the eyes, or whatever happens. But, like, you know that Isabella doesn't want just the eyes on Heracleon. You learn that from Killian. Oh, she, yeah, she wants the armor, too. Why does she want the armor? I is Does she want the armor because she knows that that's what stopped Dendar before, so she wants it because she doesn't want Dendar stopped? Or is it a necessary ingredient to bring Dendar back? Hmm. And why Heracleon? She... She's never tasked us with getting the armor for her. Or never tasked... I mean, all I've heard about is the eyes. No, that's... Killian was supposed to be grabbing all the pieces, actually. And we've right, so been, like, one step ahead of him. The two dogs had different missions, then. Yes-ish. Oh, see? There's no reason to be pissed off at Killian. <laughs> or Isabella. No, I still, I still have reasons. <laughs> I think I can still come up with reasons. Yes, yeah, it's... It's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when we get to... Uh, on again. Place we swear we would never go back to. It'd be, be like going home again. <laughs> yeah. Chewy, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well done. Uh, I don't know if the, t- the two of you have any anything else to add, but um, yeah, that, that was, I'm really excited uh, about playing with, with both pairs and, and seeing what happens and, on both ends of this, or both sides of this coin. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Well, not seeing what happens on the other side, obviously, but eventually. <laughs> eventually. I am excited about continuing playing and find out where, where Shaft and Shakara and Horik go and our Huskies. <laughs> uh, don't forget the Huskies. Which, I mean, that's going to be an issue for us because uh, I have to cast that once a day in order to make control over them. They're of no value. I mean, you could blow on them and they die. I guess that's true. Not... We could take them out. <laughs> they're trapped in the cellar. Yeah, they're only there to when somebody opens the door, go, "Oh crap, there's stuff down here!" But all they have to do is, you know, barely anything to kill them. So yeah. Have the two of you discussed as players um, what your characters want to do as far as like what are you actually going to do with the eyes? You got one in a box, one's in a bag. Like, are you going to stash them somewhere when you go to Jakal? Like, that's kind of a not really conspicuous carrying around the glowing blue bag, right, with the one. What are you going to do? Right. <laughs> I, we're going to leave the one in the cellar with the huskies. You're just going to leave it in the house. Well, I mean, the only concern I have is if there's some way that Samuel can find it. Like the armor or anything else. If there's a way he can somehow track that down, it's not safe anywhere we put it. Unless it's in a lead box. Which we have to go get. Right. I mean, the other thing we could do is we could open the current lead box, take out the insert, and then put both of them in. <laughs> because 
You know, his inserts right. are always bigger yeah. than need the, to be. The, the insert, it's a very poor insert. Yeah, yeah, it's really not well. Yes. It's one of those fantasy flights that has a big V in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. takes up room. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, so we haven't done that because we're still purists, right? <laughs> I'm to keep the whole thing intact. <laughs> No, I was thinking we would just leave it in the cellar, cover up the door, hope nothing, nobody, come, I mean, the place has been deserted. Nobody's been there in a long time. So hopefully that continues for another day while we run into Drakal, get a lead box, check on the Nina situation, and get back. You still have one level of exhaustion, correct? I do. And that doesn't slow your speed. That no. just gives you disadvantage, right? That I never remembered to do. Horg <laughs> <laughs> will also only have We'll have one level of exhaustion. Yeah, I almost feel like leaving Horik. Leaving him to guard it, just in case. Yeah, and I do still have my scrying stone that I could check in, but I don't want to waste it on that. I could leave him a talisman, or or a, uh, what's it called, a token. Yeah, something like that might be a good idea, because he can rest, get back his other level of exhaustion. All we really need to do is go talk to Kepley. And hope we can procure, I mean, worst case scenario, we head to Magic, Magic, Magic. I'm sure they'll be able to pull a, a lead box out of the back if necessary, right? Yeah. I mean, that's our Kepley, hopefully, will be able to procure one for us. But I'm sure it won't be as easy as we expect it to be. But then what, I mean, once we get them both protected, my assumption's going to be that nobody will be able to find them once they're encased in lead. Even Superman can't see through lead. That's right. And he hasn't had caused us any problems this entire campaign <laughs> that I recall. <laughs> so, you know, maybe I do have a guy that can keep things for me. So maybe uh, that's a safe place to do it. Maybe one of them. Yeah, I was going to say, Shakara wouldn't let both of them out of her sight. I mean, let's say let's say that uh, Kepley's place... He, he kick, takes care of a lot of things. He might have a box of some kind, uh, lead in case, that he could hold on to the one that we currently have in the lead box and take the other lead box back for the last. I think we have to take at least one to Isabella because we have to show that we have succeeded in some aspect. Right? Because all, all you've done so far is tell her. Um, oh, no, you haven't told no, her. No, I, we have I either can't one. talk to her. I don't have a scabulet. So you show up. You got one. Here you go. We have the other. Where's our stuff? That is definitely something we're going to have to talk about on Mike as our characters. No, I, we haven't talked about it. That's why. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. It's, uh, I, I think from Shaft's perspective, he wants to have the upper hand in the bargain. Yeah. But you're not going to get any kind of, you got to give a little to get a little. And... That's what that's what he'll say. Yeah, all I'm saying is, is Shakara wants to do something first before we go to Heracleon. Oh, call up Dindar with your magical, make a big circle on the ground and have a ceremony. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, okay. A Dendar yeah. dance. Yeah, you probably want to probably want to mention that. I have a Dendar party. <laughs> We're just having a regular party, Shaft. All I need you to do is lay down on this table <laughs> here. <laughs> I'm going to dance around a bit. You got nobody to cuddle puddle with anymore. I know. <laughs> Guess my huskies, but they might eat me. Oh. <laughs> like, I have sacrificial uh, experience now. I've, I've already. <laughs> yeah, you summoned Great Lakita. You've summoned a, a god before. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm your best bet. If you need some, if you need help, I know what to do. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, okay, well done, well done. Excellent work, awesome as usual, you two. All right, well, say hi to the others for me. <laughs> Excellent work, you too, Leland. Oh shucks. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been John and Shaft for the foreseeable future, until it's all over. Maybe Shaft will die. <laughs> Are you done now? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been Emily and Shakara. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I might, I'm Leland Steele. I might be signing off twice here, but we'll, uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to sign off twice because you're going to sign off with them too. Oh, yeah. Happy adventuring. Because this is now going to be two episodes. <laughs> yeah, it will be two episodes now. Maybe the next one will be a little more peppy. <laughs> what? Peppy. We didn't have any pep? I'm sorry. I'm out of pep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye-bye. I think we just ended right there. Yeah, I mean, if you two want to sign yeah. off. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so long. <laughs> I didn't think we did sign off on after parties. We only do it on after parties. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do it at the end of every episode? No, no we don't. <laughs>